So you have an accountant, but you just can't shake the feeling that he or she is up to some shady business with your business's money. How do you know if they're actually up to some fraud, if they're teething your company's money? I'm Kalila Reynolds, and it's time for another episode of Money Moves JA, brought to you in partnership with Exim Bank's business advisory service, giving you the tools to grow your business. My guest today is Dr. Jason Mackay, the CEO of Mackay Security, and he's going to help us spot that fraud. Hi, Dr. McKay. Welcome to Money News, JA, and Happy New Year. Thank you so much. Same to you. So, first of all, tell me a little bit about your background as it relates to fraud, dealing with fraud. Um, well, I studied fraud investigation as part of the program I was pursuing back in the 90s at the Metropolitan Police Institute in Miami, Florida. Um, this is part of my training as a forensic investigator, which also involves forensic accounting as part of the, the part of the syllabus. You know? mm, forensic accounting sounds very interesting. So start off by telling us what is fraud. Well, <laughs> that's a bit of a wide definition, you know. It's, mm -hmm. it's rather the presentation of something that is not so by making an attempt to fool or to, to, to mislead someone. So if, if you want, uh, it depends whether you'd like a Collins Dictionary um, reference to it or a criminological reference to it. But fraud in the, in, in, in the Jamaican sense is a deception with an, intent, with an, an attempt to, to gain something not, not, legally, not legally acquired. Okay, so I am a business owner, or let's just, uh, well, I am a business owner, but let's say I have an accountant and I feel like maybe something funny is going on, like it, uh, I, I'm not maybe fully off a with the books, but I just have a, a suspicion that something is going on. What are some red flags that I look should look out for? Um, well, in the long run, you, you, you usually red flags is debt and the ability to meet commitments. So in the long run, you find that you know you're doing business, you're making money, yet you never seem to have the available cash flow to to pay your debts. And if you look at the receivables, it's not it doesn't seem to fit in that you shouldn't have the cash flow. Because if you usually if you don't have the cash flow, it is it's because your receivables are, are are bad. You're not collecting your money. If you are collecting your money and you are conducting business. Then you start to wonder why am I unable to pay why, why, why am I unable to pay my creditors? And usually this comes to crunch time at tax time. But the tax time is when you normally have to meet all of these commitments. And if all of a sudden you can't meet the commitments because the accumulated funds is not there, that's when you start to wonder well, where has the money been going, you know? Uh, in the short run, usually if somebody in your organization who's handling your money it has a difficult giving you reports. You're asking the reports in a timely manner and you're not getting them. That's another issue that you, 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 you can at that point start to start to wonder what is happening. Or if you, you yourself pick up, like you, you're querying certain things and the person is always putting it off, giving you another time, giving you another date, uh, you're not actually be, ever being able to get the result of the query. And another, another famous one is, is um, actually the, um, when, when someone's account just doesn't seem to be going down. This happens a lot in truck drivers who do, who do 
sales, the, 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 the credit something to somebody. And for some other reason, the proper procedure is never able to be followed. It's always that there has to be something, some reason why it needs to be done out of sync. And the proper process to ensure validity can never seem to be carried out. You know, the, there's always a reason why you have to go around the, the correct audit process. No, checks aren't as popular as they used to be, but a lot of business places still do use checks. So what are some things that are best practices surrounding the use of checks and checkbooks? Well, keeping the sequence of numbers in a particular order, you, 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 you want to see that flow. Because usually when fraud takes place, it takes place on, 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 out of sequence with the current flow of the checks. And as you said, checks are becoming less frequent and less used as a, electronic transfer is a bigger is a bigger picture. And that's that's also that's also a very dangerous process with that too, because electronic transfer, a lot of times you don't have the ability to, to vet everything yourself. The actual the, the owner is not normally the person carrying out the data process function. So you 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 let go of some responsibility and some control that you normally would have. Because you just don't want because it becomes very data oriented and it's time consuming, and that is when you start to lose control, and that's harder too, particularly if you're in the labor market, where you you're renting labor and you're renting labor to hundreds of persons. You know, you may not know every name, and you may not be in a position to know every, to know the amount that non people normally get, and so on. So there, there there's a big hole in it at that point as well. Yeah, that becomes very challenging indeed. So uh, when it comes to penalties, because I know you have experience in uh, with policing as well, can, accountants, can an accountant go to jail for fraud? What are the types of penalties here? Well, usually usually fraud goes before the, 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 the parish court, formerly known as the resident magistrate court, and they have a cap of three years on sentencing. However, they can send... Um, your matter to the high court for sentencing, in which case you can get far more. Um, the, but the but the tendency has been to 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 deal with you at the parish court level. What I've noticed a lot of times, um, particularly with banks and so on, they, they usually um, settle off. They, they they usually make a settlement of some sort, even even though it's in front of the criminal court. I've noticed that occurred in at least one case where. The person is required to pay back something, but they get a guilty conviction on their record. They don't really get the type of jail time that often as um, you do in other offenses. Which is kind of, I don't know if that's, that, that, that is um, a practice I would encourage. But, you know, but usually the three-year cap is what um, restricts the sentencing. Usually determine you won't get more than three years for fraud in most cases. What, what do you mean by the three-year cap? What's that? Well, the parish court could only sentence you for three years. Ah, okay. Okay. Generally. So what... I mean, sorry, go ahead. What type of assistance is there for business owners who want to report fraud? Is it something that you take to the police or should you deal with it privately? How does this go? Well, we have an incredibly experienced fraud squad that has dealt with a plethora, a wide variety of cases. You know, they have been involved in banking cases and so on. And then there's other organizations that are a participant, may not be involved in um, in the normal fraud activities, but assistance can be garnered from MOCA and so on, depending, although it's really geared more towards 
public body prosecution. But um, the fraud squad in itself has been around for a long time and has an incredibly um, long and rich history in prosecuting fraud and investigating fraud. So um, you're in pretty good hands if you go there. The, there is, of course, private consultants who will, will assist the, uh, a fraud audit, which I think is not necessarily as understood as by, by a lot of people. It's very much like a financial audit. Most of the time, it doesn't fit into your normal flow of a criminal investigation. So you need people who have some time in the, in the game. The fraud squad, as I said, is pretty good. They've been here. But there's also a lot of private companies, auditing firms, we probably would be better you go to them first. So you can, you know, when you go to Fraud Squad, you have clarity on exactly where the fraud is taking place rather than you're going all over the place, you know, and trying to find the fraud. Because, it, you know, on points of law, it has to be very specific. It can't be implied or interred. It has to be that, you you know, this is, this is where the fraud takes place. X person was supposed to do this and that. Um, Jamaican law doesn't have that type of, wide application where you can you can just look on something and 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 and, and catch you like that you, you, there has to be specific steps in law that show where the where the fraud took place and who had the designated responsibility to ensure that this the, 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 the steps were taken that it could not happen and for then you you have negligence different from actually different from actually um specifically intentionally carrying out fraud they're both criminal but there is criminal negligence but you need to know which one you're going with when you're going. All right. So should you do the, the forensic accounting that we spoke about at the top of the program? Did you yes, hire a forensic right. accountant? No, I'm a, I'm a forensic investigator. Forensic accounting is one of the things you do as part of forensic investigation. Um, normally, we have we have bean counters, and that's what they do. Their, their thing is to... We, we, it's something we do offer, and we have investigators that are specific for that field. Wonderful. So at least there are some uh, some remedies and you know where to go. So how can people contact your company if they're interested in working with you? Well, we're, we're, we've been here a long time. We're Makai Security. We're in the book. Um, 926603 or MakaiSecurity at Yahoo.com. And, um, you know, we, 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 our investigation has always been, you know, what we, what, what we became known for. And we're still in the game. So you think if you... You think you if you think you're experiencing a fraud, you can always give us a call. And finally, give me your top three tips for avoiding fraud within your organization. Don't give up control mechanisms too much. You know, if you're uh, if there are control steps that need to be followed, even if it sometimes makes the organization less fluid and a little bit more inefficient, um, still take the steps. These steps are there for a reason. Um, it's usually convenience that causes this type of loss. Um, proper procedures tend to be a little bit inconvenient and that's what's how it is. Thank you so much for all your assistance and all the best to you. Thank you for having me. All right. Here's a recap of Dr. Mackay's key points. Red flags to look out for as a business owner. Never having available cash even though the business is receiving money. Your accountant avoids giving you reports and procedures are constantly being breached. Dr. Mackay advises, don't give up too much control in your company. You can report suspected fraud to the major organized crime and anti-corruption agency MOCA or the Fraud Squad. Fraud cases are usually handled by the resident magistrate's court, so the penalty isn't usually more than three years. 
However, an arrangement can be made to pay back the money. That's it for this episode of Money Moves JA, brought to you in partnership with Exim Bank's Business Advisory Service, giving you the tools to grow your business. Visit their website at eximbankja.com and check out my website, kalilareynolds.com, for a summary of this episode. I'm Kalila Reynolds. Until next time.